0: Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. hope everyone's having a blessed day today. And I just want everybody to be continually praying for everybody out in the West right now with what's going on with these fires escalating further and further and further. As we've reported, several people have been arrested over and over and over again on charges of arson out when these fires first started month month and a half ago and of course that discussion never gets brought up anymore everybody now wants to blame the fires on climate change or global warming or some other oddity that they're going to say we need to pay more tax dollars and you need to remove your freedoms and rights so It'll stop the wildfires because, again, remember, it's for your protection. But I saw an article earlier today. They said a single wildfire in California now has now reached the stunning size of more than a million acres. The largest wildfire on record is classified as a gigafire. They said the area has burned since the fire ignited on August 16th. is larger than the size of road... Also sad when you see the mainstream media intentionally cover up what really started and why it really started to happen. And I've said this repeatedly before, the vast majority of the goals when it comes to the United Nations is to bring people into very, very controlled, high density pockets of the united states and major cities they don't like people living out and about in the wild on the property on 5 or 10 or 20 or 30 acres they want people to be pushed in to small little many apartments. They've already said this. They've showed this. They've given the instruction on what their goal is. So again, this is what a lot of this ties into, is trying to force these areas to become essentially no man's land. And it's sad because now these fires have gotten so far out of hand, it's very difficult to control, especially with the drought that has been happening so aggressively out there without any rain. And as you know, and you do research with HARP and other aspects of weather modification, its lo- it looks like, it appears, it has led to create an even further fire issue. But I just want to make sure everybody understands this and be praying for a lot of the people out there, Dad. It's definitely rough. Uh,
1: you know, Austin, it's very... F- Frustrating to me when I see this, and I find out that you know so much of California is burning, and how the people in California don't really understand that it's their government and the bankers and the cabalists that are doing this, and then California's turned to this giant socialist communist welfare state that's hundreds of billions of dollars in debt with unfunded liabilities and. You know, and payroll and all kinds of other things they owe money for now. And they're continuing to ask the United States, the federal government, which is you and me as far as our tax dollars, Austin, for continued bailouts. It blows my mind. You get this communist governor out there in this communist state. They can't support themselves with all the regulation they put into place. And now they're wanting more and more and more tax dollars from we, the people of the United States. And it's very sad because, quite frankly, at this point – you know, what do we do? we got a million acres burning in this one fire so that we go ahead and send our federal tax dollars and we go deeper and deeper into debt to support the communist mantra of California. Or we just say, boys, just let it burn. You guys figure it out on your own. You guys are the ones of the communists. So it's the same thing that we saw in the Soviet Union, Austin, where you have the satellite states of the Soviet Union who can't feed themselves, can't pay their own bills, can't produce anything, So what ends up happening is the great all-powerful state, the great and all-powerful Oz, so to speak, as far as the Wizard of Oz, has to come in and start pulling the levers behind the scenes to try to make things work. And then eventually you find out that when people don't have an incentive from a free enterprise standpoint and everybody gets paid the same whether they work or not, they begin to realize they don't want to work anymore. I just sit around the house and make my $15 an hour minimum wage and not do anything and basically have the government give me free food, free rent, free phones, free everything. This is the problem when you have a socialistic country, and this is what we've turned into. We've turned into a socialistic country in which the government continually gives money. Back in the 60s, let me give you a perfect example. Back in the 60s, the average percentage of black households without a father with illegitimate children was 10%. That was it. And then when Lyndon Johnson came in and said, we're going to start the Great Society program, He's a complete and total pervert, filthy mouth. Used to take his private parts out and show them to people in meetings. I'm not kidding you guys. The guy was that sick and his language was that filthy. I mean, the guy was a pervert. Okay. I mean, I can't say anything more disgusting about the man. And he decided with the Democratic party's help that he was going to start the great society program and start giving huge amounts of welfare money to these people all over the United States to encourage them basically to not work. He also decided that he was going to give huge amounts of money to women who had children out of wedlock to encourage them to have children out of wedlock. He also basically decided that if the man was still in the house, that they couldn't achieve this money so the men would leave. So now we have about 90% of the black households in America at this point have no fathers. So we have no alpha males to basically teach these guys the right way and the right way to go. Same thing is true with the white families and Hispanic families. When you give people economic incentives to have children and get free food and free housing and free everything else without having to work or be married, that's exactly what they do. We've got a friend of ours. She got pregnant when she was like 18 years old, and she had a baby, and then she got another baby, and they weren't married. And all of a sudden, she decided they wanted to get married because they're supposedly Christians, which I believe they are now. And what ended up happening is she said to us, she said, you know, the problem is when I get married now, I lose thousands and thousands of dollars of subsidies every single month that I'm getting for free for being a single mother with children living at home basically, you know, without a husband. So this is what we've done to the United States of America. We stopped raising little Americans. We stopped causing people to do what they need to do as far as from an economic standpoint in order to support their families. And here we are. Now we have over 50% divorce rate, some cases 60 to 70%. Second and third and fourth and fifth marriages are like 80 or 90%, and people get into a situation where they just basically trade in their wife or trade in their spouse because they got tired of that person, or they don't look as pretty as they did, or they got cellulite. Whoops! Did I say that? Or they gained weight, or they got a beer gut, or whatever. It's ridiculous. And so the commitment of being one flesh through God. And having a covenant in marriage is no longer. And the government has done this to us and the preachers in the pulpit refuse to preach it. Now mind you, I'm going to say something. I've been married twice. I'm not going to paint any halo over my head. Alright? I had scriptural grounds for a divorce. I'm just going to leave it at that. I was only married three years. Okay, now I've been married to Sharon for 37 years. And we had four wonderful children. So I'm not saying that sometimes when people get married to some people that some things don't happen that basically make the marriage untenable. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is divorce needs to be the last option with any of this. And it should only be for scriptural grounds. We need to understand that as a Christian. We can't be like the world and just say, Oh, by the way, I'm tired of this now. I need to move on. doesn't work that way. Now, let's go ahead and change topics here. I need to cover this. This is important. Why is Amazon tracking opioid use all over the United States? Experts say that Amazon is tra- are tracking opioid usage to determine where to open warehouses and monitor for package theft or simply because it loves data. Well, I'm going to take this another step further. Amazon, CIA controlled, Rothschild banking cartel controlled, largest quote unquote online retailer in the world, basically has doubled in size in the last six months, putting many mom and pop businesses out of business. The third largest commodity in the world is opium, opiates. Third, 60 million people approximately in the United States are using opiates, either prescription or illegally. Huge numbers, tens of millions. Also, listen to this. Natural oil and natural gas are the first two big commodities on the planet. Opium is number three. So here we have a problem. Market penetration, market saturation, because remember the CIA is slinging this dope, along with the international banks. We see this all the time when they get busted repeatedly for laundering dope money. So we have trillions of dollars coming in every year in dope money. And so they have a market that they've developed through the international mafias. Italian mafia, Jewish mafia, Irish mafia, Russian mafia, Chinese mafia. All these different organized crime groups work together as far as maximum penetration into specific markets on drugs. You think, well, wait a minute, Ted, it can't be that organized. Oh yeah, it's that organized. We have built entire factories to process the opium in Afghanistan so we can ship this raw material all over the world to make real pills like Oxycontin in Pakistan and India where they do so many of the things in the Philippines. And we send the raw materials over and we, this stuff is specifically manufactured for the black market or the street market. Okay, uh, it's, it's, they're, they're actually doing this. It's, it's, a, it's a business, guys. This entire thing is a business model. And so, what they're doing is, why is Amazon tracking opioid use all over the United States? Well, here's my opinion on this: is my First Amendment right? Amazon is basically determining the proper model for maximum penetration of more opioid use and better distribution supply lines for the opioid distribution all over the United States. How do we know that's not one of the primary reasons that Amazon was originally built was not only to monopolize the retail market, but provide an easy transport and distribution of other types of things? We won't mention those things. So here we have a major, major mess going on, and now Amazon is tracking this. It's kind of like, let's track and see how many NFL t-shirts that we sold in this area of the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Miami Dolphins or the Tampa Bay Bucks. Let's track and see how many of these t-shirts were shipped around the country. Let's figure out which products the NFL sells are the most profitable The most lucrative as far as memorabilia for these teams and these sports. Why don't we figure that out so we can maximize profits by making sure we ship adequate supplies of this inventory to these different areas to make sure we can make as much money. Yes, it's that organized with with organized crime and drugs. Yes, you got the street dealers, you got the middle level dealers, you got top level dealers, and then you got the bankers on top. They're basically cleaning up and taking care of all of this money. It always comes back to these Kabbalists. That's why the Bible says they work in pharmakia, and they're going to go to hell. This one says, I've read you this scripture before. These guys basically are evil to the core, and they would just soon addict somebody into opioid usage so they could then turn them into prostitution if possible, so they could then turn them into basically a manufacturing unit so they could produce more and more tricks and more and more johns to create more and more wealth for the mafia think, well, it can't be that organized. Yes, it's that organized. It's global, guys. We have a global mafiosa group with all these different families working with these international Kabbalist bankers who run the entire organized crime network over the entire planet. I'm talking about weapons distribution, drugs distribution, prostitution, child trafficking. All of this stuff is organized, and it's big, big, big business. And that's how they see it. Because they use the people in the United States and all over the world basically as revenue streams who want to have this type of information. I remember I was was watching that movie Sicario a few weeks ago. And I'll never forget, you know, you got the one guy sitting in the ditch and he just hit speed up the FBI agent, the woman, and he says to her, you don't understand, the people in the world are going to use these drugs anyhow. So it's easier for us to control the distribution and the sale of these drugs through our channels so we can make money in the meantime to fund our black operations. That's what this whole thing is, guys. We've got a thousand lily pad bases of American, basically military bases all over the world. A thousand of these little things. Little landing strips everywhere. People don't even realize how many private runways there are. People think there's Orlando Airport and Tampa Airport and Miami Airport and Florida and everything else you have to you know, drive to those three airports. No. In between those three airports are hundreds of small airports, hundreds. They're all over the place. Private runways, dice runways, grass runways, farm runways. All kinds of stuff is being used just north of us here in Polk City. We were one of the big cocaine distribution centers in the world back in the 80s and 90s. They had landing strips. They would drop drugs off north of us out in the Green Swamp. And distribute them all over the state of Florida. Of course, Grady Judd cleaned all that mess up. He had enough of that stuff. But this is the kind of stuff that is being done. It's very organized, very detailed, and very well funded. So, why is Amazon tracking opioid use all over the United States?
0: I think you guys got the answer for that one
1: now. What do you think, Oz?
0: No, that's, here's, yeah, that that was really well said. We know Amazon gets numerous, and I mean numerous military contracts. They have an entire side dedicated to military-only contracts. They have a whole other section of Amazon people don't even witness as far as on the civilian side. They're military contractors. And then you have them getting numerous agency, agency contracts. For example, the $600 million contract to house the CIA servers with the cloud. You know, it's funny because I talked to a buddy about a while back ago and, you know, he was kind of, oh, you know, Amazon's done this and Jeff Bezos done this and blah, blah, blah. And I said, man, I said, when's that last time um, you got an offer for a contract from the CIA? He's like, what do you mean? I said, you know, you, you, you do some government work here and there. I said, when's the last time you got offered a uh, $600 million contract to house CIA servers? He's like, oh, of course. I've never gotten that. I said, that's funny. Nobody does. I said it's ironic that they would give the bid to Amazon knowing that Amazon's essentially, allegedly, just a big retail monopoly. That's all they do, right? That's what most people think. Amazon just delivers your packages every day. That's what they do. This is why they're building multi-million square foot facilities all over the entire country. If people can't see what Amazon's getting poised to do, you're blind. And I mean that sincerely. There's a reason why they're putting Amazon warehouses literally in every single strategic spot they can figure it out. There's a reason why they just put a 1.1 million square foot facility right down the road from us that our stinking city commissioners and county commissioners approved to have put in. There's a reason why they did a multi-million dollar contract with Lakeland Airport to basically have an entire hangar just for Amazon. Amazon is getting poised to be the giant global retail monopoly. They want to make Amazon the one-stop shop. And people go, oh, well, it's great, you know, but stuff gets delivered the same day. <laughs> it's the expense of what? Why is it still that Amazon's the only company I've ever been able to find that's been able to contract the United States Postal Service to deliver on Sundays without giving that option to other tax-paying Americans like ourselves here at Healthmasters? Why is that? Why is the only company, the only package that will get delivered on Sunday is from Amazon? Why does nobody else get that option? We're paying for it, aren't we? We already know that Amazon gets rates that are below cost with USPS. The United States Postal Service repeatedly, repeatedly funds Amazon and gives them insanely cheap contracts that nobody else can match. I told you guys that. I had my USPS rep here a while back ago. And I told them, I said, hey, I want to get these rates. He basically, he wouldn't verbally tell me what they got. He said, but it's, it's ridiculous. And I talked to another buddy, my, my UPS rep, the brown truck. And I asked him before and I said, why is it? Yeah, I said, you know, you guys don't really do much for Amazon. You know, UPS doesn't. He said, because they get stupid rates. And I said, like insane rates? Like can we get something like that? He's like, dude, nobody gets rates like that. He goes, they get rates below cost. He goes, I, will intentionally have to do contracts with them below my UPS cost just to try to grab their business because I know if I don't, somebody else will give it to them for that price. He goes, we lose money on our Amazon contracts. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah he goes, and we subsidize it with other contracts, like your company. He goes, Grant, I give you great deals, because we've been friends for years, me and him go back. He said, but we lose money. Almost every single Amazon contract we have with UPS, we lose money on, just so we can keep the contract and keep it from going somewhere else. I said... Do you realize how convoluted that is? He goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's exactly what they're doing. The reason why they're tracking opiates is they want to have the data. Remember, the NSA and all these other little alphabet agencies, exactly. they data log everything. Every single thing you say, you look at, you touch, you keypad, you swipe, everything, it gets data that's why it's ironic to me from a very obnoxious standpoint when I see some of these people in Congress and the Senate and they come out and say, oh, you know, we, we need to do something eventually about child trafficking. You know, it's kind of an issue. And, and they, you know, they do this big hoorah rah spiel. We need to do this. It definitely never happens. But yet they literally can watch what you're doing with a magnifying glass in your backyard at any point in time with the amount of satellites that are all around the country. But yet for some reason, it's physically impossible to stop child sex trafficking or it's physically impossible to stop the opium production in Afghanistan because we don't want it to stop as a government. That's what people have to understand. It's the same thing that happened with Pablo Escobar and the Medellin cartel in Colombia. That's so what dad was just talking about when the cocaine exploded on the United States. The CIA didn't want to cocaine from coming to the United States. They wanted to control the cocaine coming into the United States. The exact same thing they've done now. They don't want to stop opium and heroin from coming to the United States. Opium and heroin are way more effective tools than cocaine is. They have found that the opium is very, very effective at keeping people very docile, very relaxed, very under control because people get hooked on heroin. There's not much they won't do when they're full-blown heroin addicts to just keep on their fix. They don't care about anything else. People get on cocaine, they get overtly aggressive in most cases, very difficult to control, it's complete opposite. That's why they don't care about that anymore. They focused on the opium because it's a much, much more lucrative drug to bring into the country, and it's much more controlling. There's a reason why Amazon is data logging and watching everything that goes on. There's a reason why Alexa and all these little smart speakers got brought into the market by Amazon. There's a reason why we've had a record amount of law enforcement subpoena all these amazon echoes and alexas and all this other weird stuff they put out there as information now they people had intentionally paid to have spy objects in their house to listen to what they do it still boggles my mind when i go to some people's house sometimes i go places and they have these in their house i'm gonna look at it, i'm like dude i will we'll talk about that like, what do you mean? I'm not going to talk around that. You can put that outside. I'm not going to talk around that. I said, they catalog all that. Oh no, 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 no. Dude, wait until you read a report on there was a crime somewhere, and all of a sudden they start subpoenaing these things. Oh, yeah, by the way, you have a report. You did this, sir. Uh, we're going to go ahead and basically double-check all the smart speakers around your house because we need to make sure your alibi is accurate. They've busted numerous people doing this. Now, I guess these people are criminals, so they probably deserve to get caught. But to what, ex- what extent are we allowing our rights and our freedoms to be subverted and essentially grenaded by bringing these things into our house? That's why I encourage everybody, get that crap out of your house if you have it. Same thing with your phones. If you're having a private conversation with somebody that needs to be private, don't have your phone on you. I can't, I can't stress that anymore. Have it in another room. Put in a box somewhere, and by all means, keep your apps and all your stupid stuff off on these phones with these social medias and everything else. Turn the permissions off. It's, it, you, people don't realize it until you show them most cases. You know, your microphone, your location, your data, your pictures, your camera. All that stuff. When you download these apps and you turn them on, they have full-blown access to that. That's why Facebook's in another lawsuit again. They're basically uh, the big group suing Instagram because Instagram basically is data mining and taking people's information again, and they're allegedly not supposed to do it, and it'll go nowhere. They'll settle for some asinine amount of money, and it'll go in the record books, and that's all it'll be because this is what they're supposed to do. Understand what's happening right now. This is why I'm so anti-Amazon, and people have been, oh Austin, why are you about this? Why Why are you always criticizing Amazon? I called Amazon out five years ago when they started doing what they were doing with basically the predatory pricing, and coming in and sniping companies out of the market and cutting their prices lower and lower and lower and lower. And there were numerous companies, one of which made a fantastic toothpaste that we used to carry, if you guys remember. Amazon contracts at next to nothing. And I got to a point I could not even get inventory. I called up and say, dude, I'm waiting six weeks for this. Where's that? Oh well we had a, we had another contract that had to get filled. We you know, we were obligated to fill that. I said, Oh you mean Amazon? Amazon came in again and took all my product. Well, you know, we can't disclose, you know, private contracts. And I said, Fine, I already know what you're talking about. And I said, what's irritating to me, I said, is you guys don't even realize you're going to put yourselves out of business. You're selling this product for literally pennies on the dollar at tens of thousands of items at a time with these contracts. And you're leaving all your other retailers out to dry because you want to keep this one big contract happy because you think it's the end all be all. And sure enough, exactly what I said came into fruition. They ended up going out of business. Bankrupt. Company got bought out. Don't even know what happened to it now. I think it basically got bought out by some Amazon subsidiary and got rebranded and reformulated. They probably put basically fluoride in it, honestly. And this is what they do over and over and over again. This is what the bankers do. They're notorious for this. And the bankers are the ones that are running Amazon. They had... Jeff Bezos as a cutout so nobody calls them for what they're doing. Dad's talked about this repeatedly, so I'm not going to go into detail on it, but please be aware. They're watching everything you do, everything you look at, everywhere you go. That's why I encourage everybody. If you don't need to have your phone with you or you want to put it in one of these cases or something like that to basically block everything, I encourage you to do it. Because the more data you give them, the more they can psychologically target you. And I know that sounds all conspiracy theory, this and that, but it's not. You can look at that movie, The Social Dilemma, that came out recently. It's online. And discusses the social media and how they program and they are programming an entire younger generation right now to do exactly what they want how do you think they have so many people going out and running around and doing all kinds of stupid stuff all the time they're controlling the minds I mean this is what we see all the time now in schools this is why I've encouraged everybody if you can homeschool or private tutor do something right now do not put your kids in these communist indoctrination camps yeah I mean there's another kid the other day he was like in probation in Orlando at high school for behavior problems. He came in basically got an issue with asthma, wouldn't wear a mask, refused to wear a mask. They arrested him. Said it was violation of his probation, a refusal to file a school guidelines, because he wouldn't wear a mask. They're getting the children indoctrinated to follow exactly what they tell them. And if you don't, there's serious ramifications. That's what all this mask nonsense is about in school. We already know the death rate Of kids 0 to 19 is what, .00003%? It's nothing. It's literally nothing. But yet we're forcing these kids to be subjected to this sick, sick, perverted behavior like having to walk around with a mask on all day and eat in social isolation because, again, it's for your protection. It's not for your protection. Stand up and stand your ground, Ed.
1: We had one of our listeners contact us the other day, and they sent us a letter and basically said that one of their relatives had been wearing a mask for the past six months and ended up with pneumonia and a lung infection and basically on a ventilator and about to die. And the doctor said it was because of the mask, because of what it did and how it caused the lung infection. You know, it's the same thing. You know, our bodies are kind of like automobiles. Like, you know, they're the, 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 a diesel engine, the gasoline engine, it's designed to breathe properly. Yeah, proper intake, proper exhaust, proper intake, proper exhaust. You start putting DPF filters on diesel trucks and catalytic converters on diesel cars. You massively, massively decrease efficiency of the engine, and you have particular buildup inside of the engine causing all kinds of problems, particularly in diesel engines. And so what ends up happening in our body, is the same thing. You put a muzzle on yourself, and you basically breathe through this piece of paper or this rag. In fact, most cases, it's a filthy rag. It's got all kinds of germs on it. You're going to increase your risk to lung infections, period. And, you know, never before have healthy people been put and told to wear masks. Never, never, and, then, and no pandemic ever. The sick people can wear masks. They need to be isolated. They need to be quarantined with a mask on. I, have no, I really don't have a problem with that if you have a really infectious disease. You know, have them quarantine at home. Wear a mask if they go out in public, or not even let them go out in public. If there's a true, true pandemic, this is not it. This is not. This is just basically a giant psychop that's being used to control everybody. Right now, the CDC is revising its coronavirus guidelines and saying that it can be particularly transferred and, and transmitted through airborne particles, which we all knew that anyhow. So can the cold, you know. But the biggest thing that transfers and transmits all of this stuff is feces because people don't wash their hands after they use the body. They use the bathroom and the, bo- the basically the body sheds this stuff in the intestinal tract It comes out on the poop and then basically you get it on your hands and you touch things and people touch their face and they give themselves these infections. Wash your hands, rinse them off multiple times a day to keep your hands clean. Every time you use the bathroom, rinse your hands off. Now, unless you really, really get dirt on your hands or grease on your hands you don't need anything besides good running water for about 20 seconds you don't need to put soap on your hand all the time unless you've got some type of oil or whatever you've been dealing with something really nasty then you can use soap otherwise all you do is massively increase problems with your skin with your lipid membrane and also it increases especially when you use the antibacterial stuff it produces like super germs So be real careful with that. By the way, DHS now is giving millions in grant money to far-left organizations to demonize Trump supporters as white supremacists. I mean, the federal government is actually funding anti-white propaganda. Our government is, because the government is controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel that hates white Christians. I covered this in detail yesterday. Another story, Dolly Parton now has decided to pose at the age of 75 for Playboy magazine again. You know, a lot of you guys think that Dolly Parton is some big icon, that she's basically somebody that we should look to as a mentor. Guys, anybody who does a movie The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, come on. I know it was a cute movie. It had Burt Reynolds and all that kind of stuff. But this woman is not, like, following the leading of the Holy Spirit. She's a complete and total pawn in the hands of Hollywood and does whatever they tell her to do. Now they're telling her basically to, I guess, pose in Playboy magazine. I mean, I'm not going to go there anymore. I find the whole thing ridiculous. Southwest Airlines now is asking its basically employees to accept pay cuts to avoid furloughs. Uh, I think that's a good idea as far as with the airlines. The problem with all of this stuff is that people get extended past the point of no return on their salaries. Let's say they're making $3,000 a month, and let's say they're – the their, their debt liabilities are $3,000 a month, and if they get cut back, they're going to have to get another part-time job, which would be difficult to do with the current economy. It's tough. The problem is, is that the airline industry is down like 70% from a year ago. So the industry that was will probably be no more. And so we need to get these people out and get them retrained, open up the economy again, and have these people work in different fields or perhaps hopefully come back into the airline industry if there's a rebound. But, you know, just giving people money from the federal tax dollars not to work doesn't make any sense. I have another friend of mine. I talked to him yesterday. His name's Mike Florendino. He can't get help in his restaurants. He said that people don't want to work because they're all getting unemployment compensation still. So it's crazy what's going on right now as far as the job market. Oh, by the way, thousands of mathematicians are calling for boycotting predictive crime AI from police. People are finally beginning to realize that. These mathematical models that predict crime, like you saw with Tom Cruise in that one movie, Minority Report, they're not always accurate. Now, mind you, these mathematical models are being built because they're tracking your data. You track everything you look at online. Everything that you do is tracked. Make sure you disable your cookies. Make sure you clear your cache all the time. Make sure you don't allow them to track you. That's so very, very important because these mathematical models are being established on everyone all over the world. By the way, the Defense Department now is deciding that they're going to go out now and detect bad disinformation as far as not true information using AI. A new special operations program may find out, and now the Air Force is being basically connected to the Internet using AIs to decide if someone's going to be saying something that they don't want them to say, like there's a thousand lily pad bases all over the world that run and sling dope with the CIA through the United States Air Force pilots and different groups of people. Oh, that's right. They don't want you saying that. So now they have to be able to make sure they can figure that out. Oh, uh, this is good news. Michigan Supreme Court strikes down Democratic Governor Whitney's emergency powers, which I'm really happy about that, and a landmark ruling that will affect future cases. The Michigan Supreme Court decided a governor, Gretchen the Witch, Well, you know, Whitmire violated her constitutional authority by continuing to issue orders to combat COVID-19 without the approval of elected state lawmakers. The order ends with Whitmer's abilities, emergency powers without legislative approval. The Whitmer administration could retain some authority through the health department and other agencies, but those orders could be reviewed to determine whether they overstep the standards outlined in the laws. And, of course, she's telling them that she's going to keep these things in the play for, like, the next 21 days because that's what she decided she's going to do. What a wicked Jezebel she is. Oh, the New England Journal of Medicine now is publishing a paper calling for mandatory COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah, we're getting more and more of this. Paper published in the New England Journal of Medicine has called for mandatory COVID vaccine and outlined strategies for how Americans could be forced to take it. Guys, you know, this, this whole COVID approval thing is down like 12% now and we need to make sure it goes down like 0% and we need to learn from shows like the Ted Dawson Brewer show and other things that you guys are reading that it's not okay. It is not okay to be taking these vaccines that you have no idea what they're going to do. Absolutely, The Green Sabbath, Sunday lockdowns for Gaia and Jubilee for the Earth. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Christian Westbrook, the Ice Age farmer, revealed that climate alarmists from the Pope to rabbis to Greta Thunberg, the weirdo, are calling for a Green Sabbath, forcing people to stay home with all shops closed in deference to Gaia on Sunday. Yeah, it's just a Luciferian mess, isn't it? He says that people are now used to hyper, are being used for hyper surveillance, and it forced lockdowns, setting the stage for worship of the creation or nature instead of the Creator on a day chosen by the Catholic Church. What the heck? Yeah, we're going into this New Age religion mess, is what we're doing, which is what they want us to do. And then they're going to basically tell us that the Earth is a living entity, and that the Earth basically has feelings, and you can't hurt the Earth. Earth. And basically the earth needs to be treated like an individual, like a person, and that basically we all need to bow down and worship Gaia. Yeah, that's where this is going. It's, it's ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. By the way, Dr. Reiner fulmich in German you said, fulmich is a lawyer who's been a member of both the bar in Germany and California, by the way, this is very rare, for 26 years. And basically his talking about how they're going to have class action lawsuits against the COVID, COVID-19. He said it may be the greatest crime against humanity in history. Uh, apparently, he's litigated a bunch of really big cases of success against Deutsche Bank and Volkswagen. And now he's saying, hey, look, the COVID measures imposed such as social distancing, wearing a mask, lockdown and quarantine are designed to make people panic. So they will believe without asking questions that their lives yep. are in danger. So that in the end, the pharmaceutical and tech industries can generate huge profits from the sale of COVID tests antigen and antibiotic testing, as well as the harvesting of our genetic fingerprint. So he's really warning people to stay away from this stuff and to understand that these guys are bad news and you got to avoid all of this lockdown mess. Our society, by the way, is in the process of breaking down all around us. We've got to see what's happening here. Remember, I warned you about October. I warned you about November. In San Francisco, burglars are up by 42% in the first nine months. I mean, this is turning into a real mess. Tees are returning to the same homes and neighborhoods within the same week, sometimes only a day apart. There's a huge wave of crime all over the United States now. Why is that? Well, people have to feed their opioid addictions, right? They've got to make sure that they can get the drug money they need. This is one of the reasons they want to track the drugs, how effective they're being as far as drugs. By the way, Trump now is ordering declassification of some of the Obama stuff of long withheld spy records. And if you think you're going to get any information out that's important, you're absolutely wrong. Remember he told us he's going to unlock the Kennedy administration stuff and what happened with John F. Kennedy and suddenly find out, well, a lot of this stuff basically cannot be released, you know, 50, 60 years ago. He still won't release the information. Why? Because it shows the CIA involvement and probably George H. Bush's involvement, who's dead now, of the Assassination of John F. Kennedy. Watch the video. JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. Another big rich man's trick right now is that New York City is closing more and more schools as COVID makes a quote, dangerous comeback across the U.S. These are all lies. This is all what they're doing to keep us shut down to destroy our GDP. You know, our trade deficit last month in August was the highest it's been in the United States in the past 16 years. Our trade deficit, our trade deficit has gone through the roof. So you ask yourself, what the heck's going on? Well, you know, we're not making a whole bunch of stuff right now to ship across the ocean. Why not? Because we're all shut down over here because of this COVID mess. We've got a major, major collapse of the United States corporate infrastructure and manufacturing right now happening in the United States. And other than our show and a few other shows, nobody wants to talk about it. Why? Because we have to believe the narrative of the COVID lie, of the COVID lockdowns, of the COVID masks. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all ridiculous. Look at where Venezuela is now. Venezuela is ordering 71 tons of paper to print new bank notes worth 23 cents each. Okay. How about if they had 71 tons of gold, what would that be worth? Would it be worth 23 cents each? No, of course not. 71 tons of gold would probably get them out of the mess they're in. Remember, Venezuela, you know, in all these different countries, they start getting into trouble with the World banks when they want their money back and their gold back. Always remember that. So Venezuela now is basically in a complete and total collapse because they have been cut off from international funds and the international funds they needed to maintain their oil industry and to basically... Produce oil and produce gas and produce what they could as the world's largest petroleum reserve nation in the world has been shut off, thereby making that country completely and totally broke. I mean, all of it goes back to the international banking cartels, to the cabalists that run the country and run the world. That's why I always try to print the mosaic back. They're slinging the dope out of Afghanistan. They're the ones running the drug laundering money into their international banking cartels. These are the guys who do all of it. and We need to understand
0: that. Awesome. what do you think, bud? Oh, that was well said. And that's the issue we've run into now with the DEA and the war on drugs and this whole facade that we've been told to believe is truth when it's a straight lie. When there is no direct war on drugs, the drugs are there to bring in massive amounts of black cash revenue, meaning it's yep. cash that basically can be used for anything they want, wherever they want, however they want, anywhere in the world they want. That's what it's fantastic for, and so that's the whole war on drugs was nothing more than a facade to, at the same time, appear that they were doing something, but at the same time as well, massively increase the prison industrial complex, where I mean, we have the highest incarceration rate in the entire world. The United States does. That's what's funny when people talk about, oh, well, this or that. Dude, America is a fantastic country. But there is something deeply flawed about some of our values and ethics and basically government rules <laughs> that they want people to abide by, especially when you see there's two sets of rules. There's one for the elite and the government agencies, and there's another one basically for the peasants, or that would be a.k.a. the citizens. And this is what's so troubling. This is why when you see incidences occur, like, you know, we saw in the 90s with Ruby Ridge and Randy Weaver's family, that horrible incident, and basically the Branch Davidians with David Koresh, and then basically executing all those people, and ATF's giant debacle. These things happened, and nothing was ever called into accountability for it. That's the biggest issue I had. And with all of it, if you have an out-of-control government, But when it gets out of control and you have agencies that massively overstep their lines and they get smacked in the face by the judicial system, it's like, okay, all right, fair enough. They were completely and totally out of control. They got smacked back into control now. But it doesn't happen like that. This is why when Eric Holder allowed over 2,000 automatic machine guns and 50 caliber rifles to be transferred to the Mexican drug cartel via Operation Fast and Furious and allegedly lost all the firearms, and I say that with as much sarcasm as I can put in it, what was, what was the investigation? What, what was the turnout of that? Do you guys remember? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nobody went to jail. Nobody got demoted. Nobody got imprisoned. Nobody got fined. Nobody got anything in the ATF because they operate by a different set of rules. And then we find out, you know, that multiple rifles were at El Chapo's compound after he got arrested. Oh, and that's right. And we found the border agent that basically got gunned down with the automatic AK at the border. Oh, that was right. That was one of the AK-47s that ATF intentionally gave to the Mexican drug cartel all in the effort to find out where the guns are going. It's kind of like when they go, well, listen, we have to let this gigantic batch of heroin come into the United States because, you know, we want to see where it's going to go in the United States. we got to find out where it's going to go. And then the people that end up using it and get hooked on the heroin, we got to go arrest them. You know, cause they got hooked on heroin. You know, it's, it's, it's their fault. They're using heroin. We gotta go arrest them. And you go, wouldn't it be easier just to stop the heroin before it got in the country? Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't, don't, don't confuse me with logic. We, we can't talk about that. We're not, we can't possibly stop that. We have to arrest people for using the drug at the very end. And you go, that doesn't make any sense at all. Why wouldn't you just stop it from coming in if you're fighting a war on drugs? Listen, listen, don't argue with me on that. These are facts. No, this is CNN, this, this is facts. You can't argue with facts. And this is the irony that we see repeatedly over and over and over again. For example, now too, with the all-inclusive medical industrial complex, we now have multiple hospitals in New York, apparently three of them so far, that are going to be asking about firearms Patient. You go, what does this mean? Well, the program is being funded by a $1.4 million grant from the National Institute of Health. Of course it is. The CEO of the hospital system says while the pilot program will focus on three hospitals to start, eventually they plan on questioning every ER patient at each hospital. The New Hyde Park-based health system said the grant is part of the what is called, and I quote, we ask everyone about guns, end quote, research which approaches firearm injury risk similarly to other health risk factors that are part of routine care, such as smoking, drinking, substance abuse, and motor vehicle accidents. I can't even make this up. They go on to say here the study will establish evidence-based screening and intervention strategies within three of North Wales hospitals. They're pushing the idea of now creating what they call a public health gun epidemic, creating it something like the flu or COVID-19. They go on to say here, and I quote just what he says, guns don't people kill people, people kill people is a scientifically inaccurate statement. Guns do not, in fact, kill people, but the bullets certainly do. And then he goes on to compare bullets to HIV in this article that he brings up here. And so what we're seeing now is nothing more than standard gun control Dressed up in a medical lab suit with a stethoscope on it, where they're gonna go in now and talk to every single person. I mean, here's the issue with this. You know, a lot of times you go, well, if I'm in the hospital, I'm just not gonna answer that. Well, I mean, I've been in the hospital and I broke my ankle. I had a horrible ankle break motorcycle accident years ago, years ago. And I remember they gave me morphine. Well, by the way, morphine's a heck of a drug if you have a serious injury like that. I have much, much found respect for that compound when it was used properly but the thing about it is if you've ever been in the hospital under those conditions you notice you get kind of chatty sometimes you kind of just talk about anything now we're going to have people that are in the er more than likely under some type of pain painkiller because they're in the er now all of a sudden you're going to have a nurse come in and say hey we need to ask you a couple questions real quick and you're like oh, oh okay what are you going to ask me ask me a question uh, do, you have any, do you own these firearms? Well, yeah, I do. You know what? I own a couple of them. Oh, well, what kind of firearms are those? Well, I own this and this and this. Well, how are those stored? And they have an entire list of questions they're going to start asking people. This is the new medical industrial complex. They want to treat gun violence exactly like the flu is what they're saying now as an epidemic. Trust me, the firearm and the gun grab and the ammunition grab is not stopped yet. We're seeing something unprecedented out here in the United States with ammunition prices going at levels we've never seen before in recorded history, ever. You know, we saw spikes. We've seen spikes with Sandy Hook. You saw short spikes. We've not really seen anything like this. And it's not because with Sandy Hook and other incidences, the ammunition supply was still there. The cost just went exponential very quickly because people were stockpiling. We're running a new issue now where it's not just the prices, it's actual physical inventory that cannot be got. And you start paying these absorbent prices just to get ammunition because remember what Dad always says, People something is only worth what people are willing to pay for. Well right now people are willing to pay extremely high numbers for ammunition. I don't think this is a by happenstance right now. This isn't coincidence to me. Ammunition manufacturers have been building ammunition for very long time. This isn't something abnormal that they get a huge spike in ammunition. What's abnormal is that the ammunition's disappearing and a lot of patriots are buying it but where are some of these giant pallets of ammunition going? So I've I've been trying to research this to find out and the more I keep digging into it, there's somebody somewhere that's stockpiling this ammunition. And it's not just patriot groups. I'm going to leave it at that. And so people need to realize that what are they stockpiling all this ammunition for? Do they know something that we don't know? Are they getting prepped for something that we don't know? That's why I've encouraged everybody, make sure you are staying prepped. And I say that every single day, and I'm going to keep saying it every single day. With everything that's going on in the current state of affairs right now, it is crucial that you continue to keep your health Your mental health, your physical health, keep your immune system strong. That's why I, I, you know, we had the D310,000 on sale over the weekend. I talked about it on the Hagman Show, and I had a bunch of people email me and put orders in for it because it's on sale right now. It's product of the week. I said, so, dude, we realize now. We've seen the research. I said, yeah, you, can't, you cannot make up this much D3 research, especially when you start having it in peer-reviewed journals. The D3 is so crucial, and it's funny. We talked about it. Dad and I talked about it back in 2016, 2017, when multiple research studies came out. I started discussing that D3 deficiency was borderline epidemic in the United States, that the D3 levels of the United States population had become so low in some areas that it was going to cause a problem very soon when it came to the health and immune system function of the vast majority of Americans. And Voila, look at that. All of a sudden we have this China virus that allegedly comes in from China and people start getting it. And now we find out that the COVID-19 test doesn't even test you for COVID-19. Basically amplifies particles to see if you have basically any type of viral exposure. Meaning that's why so many people test positive for COVID and are asymptomatic. Because everybody's pretty much got COVID. If you haven't gotten it, you're gonna get it. If you've already gotten it, you've already gotten over it. You're going to get exposed to it. Our bodies were designed amazingly by God Almighty to be able to fight off virus after virus that we get exposed to on a daily basis. And we have the raw nutrients and the raw materials to do so. You just have to take them. And the research points to exactly that with the D3 and the vitamin C and the iodine. And it, it excites me to no end to see so many Americans. So many of our customers, some of our listeners, buying this, taking it. getting I get emails all the time now from customers. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. I had COVID. I recovered after a couple of days. It's great to see America standing up and standing their ground. That's why I said, enough with these masks. We're done with it now. We're done with it. We're over. I'm over with it. We're, we're no longer going to participate in this pandemic anymore. And the more people that stand up now and say no to the mask, to the vaccine, to all the charade, the faster we're going to come back as the United States because the bankers are going to realize America is not a bunch of sheep. We are patriots, and we are going to stand our ground, and we are going to keep America great, Then
1: That's right, Austin. Awesome. Man, that was well said. That was excellent. Well done. Oh, by the way, last week, uh, Ohio State professor, Dr. Matthew Makey, wrote a really good article, and it said why America needs college football. And basically what he said was, as college campuses attempt to find a new normal, suitable for the COVID-19 realities, college athletics, especially college football, have garnered much attention, and debates continue about whether players should be required to play football. Although many people have been outspoken about the financial and health ramifications of allowing or requiring players to gear up, Few, if any, have addressed the essential role that college football may play towards healing a democracy. They always call the United States a democracy. We are not. We're a republic. Made more fragile by disease, racial unrest, and a contested presidential election. Wow. So now basically what he's saying is it's so important that we have football to get our minds off of what's happening all over the world. Well, he got slammed for this. He got slammed. Let me read you what he wrote this week. I learned that I could have titled the piece why America needs black athletes. So here we go. I learned that black men putting their bodies on the line for my enjoyment is inspired and maintained by my uninformed and disconnected whiteness as written in my previous article positions student athletes as white property. What? I have learned that I place the onus of responsibility for democratic healing on black communities whose very lives are in danger every single day and that this notion of democratic healing is especially problematic since black community can't benefit from the ideals they can't access I have learned that words like distinction and cheer erase the present painful moments within the nation and especially the black community it's almost, written, it's almost as though he wrote it as a parody and he goes on and on and on I'm posting this online this is the world that we live in they have decided that they're going to make everything black and white they're going to make everything about race Obama did more to destroy racial relations of the United States than any other president in the history of this country, except for probably the syphilis-infected Woodrow Wilson, who basically brought back the KKK. I mean, piece of garbage that guy was. And so here we are. We have great racial relations in the United States, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I really believe that. I mean, one of my best friends is named van green he's a pastor and he worked out with me for eight years here at the house i mean he's been at my lunch and my dinner table making protein shakes for years and years and we used to train together we don't have to be at each other's throats but when a guy writes something like this of course this is through the frankfurt school indoctrination university systems we end up creating a barrier between white and black which in some cases is insurmountable because people don't want to see the truth that we're all god's kids And the same Jesus that saved us saved the black people, saved the Hispanic people, saved the Chinese people, the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace. He's here for all of us. And when we segment ourselves like this, like this college professor has done now, it's disgusting to me because we don't have to live like this. We all are brothers and sisters in Christ, period. All right. I love you guys. I have not yet prayed for you today. I will pray for you guys immediately after the show today. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Finish it up awesome,
0: and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, and that was well said. The the race baiting is something that is going to continue to go on as long as it gets traction. This is why a lot of the mainstream media outlets repeat the same phrases, you know, stoking the fires, fanning the flames. They always say this about Trump and a lot of stuff. And, again, Trump's just a figurehead. Trump will be, you know, president for another four years or will be out And you know, the end of the year. It it doesn't matter. The racial tension is going to continue to go on as long as they can keep people divided. Because the more people that come together and unify, and we stand our ground, the stronger we are as a country. They know that. That's why the divide-and-conquer strategy has been so effective in many nations over being overthrown. And that's what they're trying to do here again in the United States by making everything either, you know, you've got to be against cops or you're against blacks or you're against whites. Against, you've got to be against somebody. You've got to have some significant conflict all the time with another group, even if that group or that individual has never done anything to you. I understand there's certain groups that I'm diametrically opposed to, especially when it comes to pedophilia and stuff like that. There's certain things that can never be tolerated. But on the other hand, too, we all have to learn that there's also certain aspects that we have to live together with. And if we can do so and stop going at everything all the time because the media tells us to – We'll be a lot better off and much more successful as a country. So, again, thank you for the support. Continue, guys, my friends. Continue to speak your mind and stand your ground. I know so many, so many people that I'm talking to are starting to wake up. Everywhere I go, people are starting to wake up. And it's crucial right now. As a country, that we really unify and start understanding what's happening to this. I mean, you see what's going on in Australia. I saw it again the other day. There was another lady that basically got shoved to the ground, a pregnant woman, in uh, I think Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. Another lady arrested for being outside of her permitted five-kilometer radius. I mean, just stupid stuff. Now, I mean, complete and total asinine stuff. They're going in and arresting people and harassing people for understand it's not about a virus Lana had a huge conflict with a lady the other day she went to the store she walked in this basically lady tried to you know just basically criticize her for not wearing a mask and Lana finally let her have it she's like I've got enough She basically stop nobody wants to listen to you anymore and that's what they've done now is they're trying to create a small little Stasi army and they've done so with these masks police. stay on your ground if you don't want to wear a mask don't wear a mask if you want to wear one wear one But by all means, wear one for whatever reason you want to wear one, not because somebody tells you to, and not because you think it's actually going to protect you or somebody else. Wake up. Realize what's going on. Thank you again for the support. Healthmasters.com. We have the organic food buckets on sale on the front page of the website, in stock, ready to ship. No wait, no pre-order, no drop ship right here at the office. You can come by and get some. A lot of people have been coming by and picking them up in person. We have the D3 10,000 K2 on sale product of the week, over 10% off. Be sure to check that out. Last day, it's on sale. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.
1: On Facebook, on the news.